Welcome to the Real Estate 401k Show. Here are your hosts, Ryan Gertis, Mike Weinstein, and Justin Frederick, helping you build a legacy of wealth through real estate. Powered by the Recon Group at West USA and the Frederick team with Fairway Mortgage. NMLS number 625918. Well, welcome to the first episode of 2024, the Real Estate 401k Show. I'm your host, Mike Weinstein. This is Justin Frederick and Ryan Gertis, gentlemen. And everybody listening, happy New Year. New Year. I almost said happy anniversary. I'm still in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a slob. Uh, (laughs) Says a lot about you. (laughs) Look at your shirt. Jeez. Well, happy New Year's. Uh, Guys, are you um, New Year's resolution guys? And if so, what is your New Year's resolution for 2024? Well, I'm excited about this month and next month. Yeah, we're kind of doing a big cleanse, and so excited about that. Yeah, we um, need to talk about that. Well, you're, I'm doing it no matter what. I'm so. go, I got to go to Italy. Well, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, we are trying to really ramp up our uh, our real estate portfolio, not just on the personal side, but for our uh, for 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 our business. Um, so. We have we have different goals set in place for that. We want to make sure that we're getting at least a minimum of one a month um, into our portfolio. That ones that stick um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to our flips, we don't focus on those nearly as much. But who knows? Come Q three, Q four, I feel like there's going to be some really good opportunities for be a stuff lot. like that. Um, and um, you know, I'm this is the last year that we're going to have my daughter in the house, so I uh, want to spend a lot of time with her and. Um, you know, she really absorbs a lot of the life lessons that I that I've that my wife and I have learned over the years, and so I'm excited about spending a little bit more time and sharing that with her, and hopefully she takes the good and leaves the bad. You know, Justin. So um, same thing. I want to increase my real estate portfolio this year, um, and I want to double up um, from last year. Um, I uh, uh, I really want to make sure that I get my butt into the the gym, Gym. um, on average four days a week, I have to do this, uh, just for, for my health. But, uh, um, and then I need to take a, a a serious vacation with my wife. And then last thing is, I feel like I'm a a shrink right now. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going deep. And then, uh, I got Barbara Walters. I need to get my, (laughs) I need to get my cabin on, uh, on Airbnb. I need to get that taken care of this year. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, New Year's resolution guy anymore, but I I offer a gift to all my uh, loved ones, my family and friends. If I feel you, like you're about to be a smart ass. Probably. <laughs> if you are struggling to find a New Year's resolution, if you're struggling to find something that you should work on, come talk to me and I will tell you. I will give you my thoughts on what you should work Nailed on. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'd love, love to hear <laughs> yeah, these yeah. conversations. All right, well, anyways, we're here. Uh, so we want to kick off the year. We want to talk about multifamily. Uh, dwellings and, and apartment buildings and what does the financing look like? What are the opportunities look like? And you're going to want to text the word multi to 623-AZ-RECON. That's multi to 623-AZ-RECON. And for the sake of of our listeners that aren't as familiar with multifamily, this might seem a little bit elementary, but I think one of the first things that you have to note that there's a huge difference. And multifamily, obviously, if there's more than two units. Uh, more than one. More than one. More than one unit. That's what I meant. So two or plus. But there's a huge difference 
when you are looking at a piece of property that has between two and four units, a duplex, threeplex, or a fourplex, the financing, the contracts, everything changes dramatically when you go five units and above. And Ryan, I'll let you start to break that down for us. Well, I think that a lot of it uh, has been uh, is really driven by the financing part of it. And so uh, we're going to have Justin talk a little bit more about the, the recent changes that have been made in the conventional space, but um, there's some really exciting changes. But uh, for us, um, when there's four or less, um, we can we can pretty much do conventional fi financing, you know, the typical conventionals and FHAs and VAs on them. Um, but then once we get to five or more, that's when it gets to a little bit, a uh, little bit, a little bit different. You know, you're either doing cash or you're doing SBAs or you're doing carrybacks. And and so if you if you're not familiar with that, SBAs is, is small business, so they're they're actually giving you a business loan. And so they're not just locking up the, the the real estate; they're locking up the business. And a lot of times they're locking up and encumbering your primary residence or any other properties that you may own. Um, carrybacks are, are very attractive depending on the, the seller and the terms that they're offering. We like to see a lot of those, especially on, you know, when, when we're dealing with a lot of doors and, you know, maybe we're doing 10 million or plus or something like that, then, then, uh, we have to get a little bit creative. Um, you know, those are, those are usually for the more experienced investors. So that once we've understood the financial element of it, then we want to start breaking down the actual individual or the entity. And that's trying to do these types of acquisitions, making sure that they have the that they have the financial wherewithal and that they have the aptitude to bring something like that into play. Um, but then also bringing our network of resources, whether it's property managers, mm -hmm. handymen, accountants, uh, I mean, all across the board. So those are the types of conversations that we're going to have once we uh, once we start jumping into the multifamily space. Um, but they're really exciting. Um, they I, are. What I love about them is that. Uh, is that we can get wider on our portfolio. So the more you think, think of it like a spreadsheet, you know, if I can put five or, you know, or 10 different doors under one, uh, under one line, then I'm going to be extremely diverse. If I, if I have a tenant move out, then I'm not up shit Creek because I have the, I have my other tenants mm -hmm. that are helping cover the net. Whereas if you're dealing with single family, once your tenant moves out, you're drawing a big fat goose egg month to month until you get somebody back in there. So uh, I, I do like the diversification of multifamily. Um, I don't think that um, if you're a novice investor that you should be too, too heavy on them up front. But once you have a, a, a good portfolio working for you, then you're going to want to see the percentage of those properties that are multifamily really increase on there so that you can get a, a better foundation on that spreadsheet. All right, Justin, uh, Ryan, I mean, I could, do, I mean, I got a ton of other stuff to throw at Ryan, but I know you get all butt hurt when nobody talks to you. So <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to <laughs> bring you into God the knows Mike doesn't right, want right. to offend you. <laughs> Mike doesn't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ryan had mentioned uh, some of the changes in multifamily financing, and I'm assuming that we're referring to four units between unit you know two to four two units. to four units yeah so I feel like this is a good opportunity for uh, first-time home buyers um, people that have saved money for in their lives and or have a uh, a 401k that they haven't uh, tapped into and they still don't own a home or they want to 
uh, keep increasing their portfolio by jumping from a primary residence to another primary residence, or maybe it's your first home. So you, you can now buy a two to four unit under conventional financing with 5% down. And previously, this was 25% down. That's huge. Uh, huge. Uh, and loan limits for conventional financing increase as you increase the units. So uh, when you get into those four unit, that four unit space, a uh, conventional maximum loan amount is of like $1.4 million. It's actually a little bit higher than that. Um, so it, it, Where it a allows single family you, is what? Uh, 766,500. So you're almost doubling the, the borrowing power when you're dealing with a four unit rather that's than right. a single family. So, that's right. Uh, to me, that's a, that's a huge advantage for our investors. If I had to do it all over again prior to having a family, I would have moved into, with these guidelines, I would have moved into a multifamily unit property to begin with so that I, my plan would be to move out after a year of being there by another primary residence, but have that property producing income, get it all fixed up and ready to go. Um, but I feel like this is a great space for people to create wealth uh, and retirement income through this property. Um, so keep in mind, even with FHA, FHA loan limits increase as you increase the unit size as well. Um, the don't ask me the the loan amounts on on four unit right now, um, but you generally make up stuff, so just go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One single units is five hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, but just don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Google. Um, VA, you can purchase a four unit property with zero down. I mean, this is that's huge, man. If I was a veteran, mm -hmm. uh, that would be wonderful. But there's uh, I I feel like the the there's a lot of people that are attracted to multi unit. And they just don't have, they haven't had the means to come up with it. And if you're buying it as an investment property, yeah, it's a little difficult on 1.5 million to come up with 20% down, but as a primary residence, wonderful. It's a lot easier. Yeah, man. a lot easier. All right, if you're looking for more information about multifamily uh, properties and what that looks like here, not only here in the great state of Arizona, we've got a huge network nationwide, and the systems are still the same no matter where you acquire your property, but we would love to have a conversation with you. Again, all you got to do is text the word MULTI to 623-AZ-RECON. That's MULTI to 623-AZ-RECON. Ryan, for a lot of um, investors, multifamily is oftentimes the next step. Now, in Justin's scenario, you can take now a first-time home buyer and just start the process with multifamily, and there's so many benefits to it. But there's also a lot of things that you need to be on the lookout for. We always tell our investors, you know, because when they're going to buy a rental property or they're going to take the house that they're moving out of and turn it into a rental, that, you know, the question always comes up about property management. We always just say that, you know, a, a typical homeowner should be able to manage a minimum of three of their own properties without sure. having to get professional help. It's not overly difficult. There are hangups. There's always challenges. And, but the systems are, for the most part, pretty simple. When you move over to multifamily, the systems and the support that you need, I think, increase exponentially. You really have got to have your resources and your vendors and your systems of, of how you're qualifying people, how you're collecting rents and, and things like that. It's because it can get away from you really, really fast if you're not dialed in. If you're dialed in, you're dialed in and it's not that complicated, but a lot of people get into it without putting together those plans, those strategies and those systems. And I know you're a huge systems guy. 
Well, so the here's the reality. Like, let's go. Sing, let's do a single family versus four, right? So every decision you make, every dollar that you spend on your single family affects one person or one family, right? Whereas if you have a fourplex, every dollar and decision that you make affects four. Furthermore, every decision that you don't make, or every dollar that you don't spend, is going to affect four or one. So when it comes to multifamily, it just compounds. And so that's where a lot of people can either make or break their deals. So recently we've seen one where, it, I mean, it's an awesome complex, but it was a novice investor that wanted to go in there and do it all on their own. And they kind of wanted to, you know, get baptism by fire. And so I'm all about it. That's great. But they just didn't have any business behind it. And for them, their Achilles heel was their bookkeeping. And then their <laughs> second one was they didn't understand the market. And so they were in a, they, they made decisions based off of desperation. And so the first person to wave a dollar at them, they took it. And so what you're not understand what a lot of people don't understand is that they're making a year-long commitment and that year-long commitment actually it starts to echo all the way down in their books because like we've talked about before we're looking at this from an income approach not a comparable sales approach so if you're making dumb decisions with the types of tenants that you're bringing in then you you could really be affecting what your long-term goals are with it. And then on top of that, if you don't have good bookkeeping, now all your P&Ls and your rent rolls are screwed, and you are way less attractive to me because I'm buying into your bag of problems prior to, whereas single family, I can usually pivot out of those pretty darn quick. Yeah, and I think the, the other challenge is if I've got a single family home, has one refrigerator, one stove, one microwave, one set of washers and dryers, one water heater, the moment that you have four units, you've now just quadrupled the amount of, of appliances that can go wrong. And that's not to scare anyone. The point of the matter is, you know, what happens, you're, it's highly likely in a multifamily situation that you're going to have an appliance go bad, right? What's your system in place? Where are you going to go? How are you going to replace it? Who's going to install it? You know, and, and just all the way down the line. And how you vet your people. And, mm -hmm. and, and Because, believe it or not, that wear and tear factor is huge. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to pinpoint any class or anything like, like that out there. But if you're, okay, if you're a dog person, so you're, you're perfectly cool with allowing your tenants to have dogs, understand that they are going to be doing significant, you know, more wear and tear on that unit than than if you were to have somebody that doesn't allow pets, right? And then there's going to be all kinds of different, all kinds of different types of tenants out there that you're going to need to vet. All right, we we'd love to get you some more information about multifamily. All you got to do is text the word multi to multi or text multi to six two three eight Z recon. Real quick, um, probably we haven't even talked about her, but. You know, Michelle from our team, what a great story when it comes down to leveraging multifamily to start to begin the process about building wealth and real estate. Well, she put a great deal of effort into learning and, you know, purchasing and selling real estate. But then her, their, her first true investment was multifamily. Um, but she didn't, this wasn't her first rodeo. And she, did, she does have that personality that, that is very detail oriented and, and buy the books, and then she has a fantastic support group uh, between you know, between us and and her or her husband is extremely handy, and she's not afraid to get her her hands dirty either because they're de they're very much so hands on landlords, which which 
we're more of the systematized ones where we want to bring in property management. Um, but it worked out incredibly well for her because if there was any mistakes made, they didn't have as high a overhead because they were the ones doing the work. Right. Um, and then they, part of their model is they wanted to make sure that all their properties were clo- to the close vicinity of where they were living so that if a pipe were to burst or just you know some emergency went down, that they could be boots on the ground quicker than, you know, quicker than not. So um, she's, gosh, she's gone from having one door to having four, eight, 12, um, about 15 doors in less than five years. And, and she, and she bought it. She, I think it was a fourplex she bought. Yeah. Her and her family moved into it, yeah. and they begin to renovate, rent out those other three. Did it on a VA loan. And did like, it on a VA loan. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that was the kicker is if you are going to purchase a multifamily on a VA loan, you have to occupy at least one of the units. And so they did that for you know for about a year and a half or something, two years or something, fixed all the other units up, and then the moment that they hit that threshold that they uh, that that they needed to for their VA, they bought their next one. They refied out of that into a conventional product because they had a ton of equity, not only to the sweat equity that they put into it, but the market had performed extremely well, so they were able to to uh, get out of that VA loan and get their entitlement back and use that. As their as how they did their next acquisition, they just rinse repeat that handful of times and 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 like five seven years or something like that. They've they've got this awesome portfolio that by the time they say you know what I'm done working, they're going to be able to they're not going to have any worries. They they're going to be able to generate enough income to more than cover their overhead and live a comfortable lifestyle. And that's if they didn't do anything else at all. All right, Justin. I you know in two minutes or less. Take us through the scenario now. We're looking at five units and above. What does the financing look like? What does an SBA product look like? So, I mean, it's, it's a commercial loan, guys. It's, uh, it's something that I actually don't even deal with. But uh, I, I want you to know that interest rates are higher on commercial properties. Um, they're, they're not only going to qualify you for that to start with, but they're going to continue to keep an eye on what that business looks like and and how it's operating. They're going to give you, they might even tell you to do certain things with your business and hold a certain amount of assets with your business. So it's, it's not just one and done. And then you get to manage everything on your own. The bank is going to continue to manage you as if you're a business because you're a small business. That's what a small business loan is. Um, so it's, 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 it's more in depth and it's uh, definitely more time consuming. And um, it's, it's, n- even if you had uh, 800 credit scores, it's not for sure that you're going to get yeah. this loan. And there's a lot more risk factors that are, that are involved. So they're going to look at all those. And from my experience, they're not all the same. Although they're insured by the government, they're going to say you could go from one bank to another and they could give you different down payment requirements or different interest rate terms. Or But I think, Ryan, I think where the opportunity is, is sellers know that. Sellers of apartment buildings with five units and above know the challenges that investors face acquiring it. And that's why seller financing options are such a great avenue and not uncommon when it comes to five plus units. Well, and you need to make sure that everyone at the table that's that's working on this transaction is not only aware of what they can and cannot do, but what market trends dictate. And so it's important to have somebody that knows how to negotiate those types of terms because most of the time, Absolutely. a typical real estate agent 
all they're doing is negotiating price, maybe the inspection period and close of escrow date and, you know, maybe some appraisal stuff, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the typical limit of, of, uh, you know, of knowledge that you're going to be dealing with. But that's so, a very small piece of the puzzle when it comes it's, to these it's a, not even the multi-units. Um, and, and, and they're going to want to – and SBA loans, I just want to throw it out there. SBA loans are going to want to see investment history, some type of management history of properties too. So, All right. Well, there's a lot more that goes into multifamily. If you've thought about going into multifamily, maybe you're a first-time homebuyer and you're looking at buying your first property but realize, hey, I might want to check out buying – a duplex or a threeplex or a fourplex, regardless of where you're at in your real estate journey. If you like the sound of multifamily, if you want to learn more about multifamily properties, all you got to do is text the word multi to 623-AZ-RECON. That's multi to 623-AZ-RECON. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate 401k Show. If you want more information on how to build wealth, click on the link or text us at 623-297-3266. That's 623-AZ-RECON.